ho, 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 your boy is back. And you're back listening to Jeremiah Wonders. Thank you for tuning in. How are you? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever the heck you are, hope it's good. What's going on, guys? Man, I've been on the road a lot once again. Just came from Cleveland, Cincinnati, and then Fort Wayne. Thank you so much to everybody who uh, came out to support Kill Tony and our stand-up shows on the road with uh, myself, Tony Hinchcliffe, Joel Jimenez, and Brian Redband. We had a blast. You guys were great. Had a fun week. Been on the road once again. I'm on the road one more time next weekend, then I get a little bit of a break before I go back out on the road, but super grateful for uh, all the support. A lot of people coming up to me after the Kill Tony shows and after the shows I've been doing with Tony and telling me that they've been listening to Jeremiah Wonders and really enjoying it. So thank you for the support, guys. It's been really cool. Guys, <laughs> this show would not be possible without our sponsors, Speedweed, Gino over at Speedweed on Twitter. Do you like smoking kush? Do you like rolling blueberry yum yum blunts? <laughs> Gino's your guy. Hit him up at Speedweed on Twitter. Marijuana delivery service for your gullet, as Tony Hinchcliffe says. Bronxborn Pizza at Bronxborn Pizza on all social media. They help me uh, get the, those videos out there on YouTube. If you're uh, watching these later on YouTube, the videos go up every Wednesday. Our audio for the show goes up on Mondays. Hit up at Bronxborn Pizza. They're based out of Bend, Oregon. So if you're in the Oregon Bend area, go check them out. Get a slice. Tell them that Jeremiah Wonder sent you. And uh, if you're interested in sponsoring the show, email me at yourboyjeremiahwatkins at gmail.com. That's Y-O-U-R, boy, Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com. Hit it up. Looking for those new sponsors. And uh, you can also make a donation at jeremiahwonders.com through PayPal, if that's your thing. Thanks for the uh, nice reviews on iTunes. I'm going to read some of those coming up soon. If you haven't left one yet, head on over. I appreciate it. Now, we have Fahim Anwar on the show today. This guy's awesome. If you don't know who he is, please look him up. Please look up uh, some of his clips on YouTube. And uh, he says uh, in the show how you can find um, one of his... uh, He did a a great one-hour comedy special that I've seen that uh, you can find through his Twitter now and uh it's great guys he's super funny comic super nice dude and this episode is uh it's pretty inspiring fahim's been doing stand-up a long time uh he has a uh uh, a one-hour sketch special with his sketch group coming out this fall we talk about how uh that came to be and uh he's been wanting to do something like that for a long time it's actually coming to fruition he's a good dude i love when good things happen to good people it's just the universe's way of saying things are gonna work out you know what i mean and I want to do something very cool right now. I have a, uh, a very interesting thing that happened to me in Cincinnati, Ohio. I met a very nice couple. Uh, Zach Metz, I met you in Cincinnati, Ohio. You, got, uh, you and your girlfriend, very nice. Uh, you came up after the show, uh, said that you listened to Kill Tony and Jeremiah Wonders. You even you know got shirts, uh, inflatable saxophones. Anyway, you guys were very sweet. Uh, but I have a very special announcement, Zach, for you. This is from your girlfriend. Uh, she pulled me aside uh, whenever you're talking to the other guys, and she had a request for me. And uh, what's cool about me having this podcast is uh, it has a reach. Uh, it goes out to a lot of people. And 
she wanted to uh, tell you something pretty cool. She says yes. She's agreeing to marry you. That's right, Zach. You are now engaged to your girlfriend, Emily. It just happened through Jeremiah Wonders. I'm the freaking middleman in a proposal? Are you kidding me? How cool is that? Congratulations, Emily and Zach, on your new engagement. Hopefully you guys are celebrating uh, together after uh, <laughs> you found out that she said yes. I guess uh, um, you know you had asked her a couple months ago and uh, the timing wasn't quite right. Well, now the timing's right. So you guys go out there celebrating have an amazing engagement and hopefully an amazing marriage and and life together. That's so cool. Wow, that's definitely a first. Never thought I'd be doing that on uh, this podcast. You never know (laughs) what kind of cool stuff is going to come from doing a podcast. I never thought I'd be... uh... (laughs) All right, guys, I'll do your ceremony. I'll do do the ceremony too. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'll fly out to Cincinnati. Yeah. I'll be, okay, I'll take a ministry class. Yeah, I will be an ordained priest for, okay, yeah, sure, guys. Yeah, I'll be, yeah, okay, we're good. Zach, we're going to a bachelor party. Okay, guys, sure, whatever you need. (laughs) Anyway, congrats, that's very cool. Uh, I got sent um, some great music that I actually am going to play for you guys. Uh, This band is from uh, Seattle. They're based out of Seattle. They have a very uh, Portugal to man and uh, uh, Mike Snow kind of vibe to them, which I love both of those uh, those bands. Um, and they're called Richie Dagger's Crime. The song is called Just a Little Bit. Uh, uh, the, the guy's brother, Stevie Nelson, actually sent this in for his brother. I thought that was really cool. Doing something nice for his bro. His bro's unaware of this. But it's going to get some play on the show today. Um, and I'm going to play this song now from Richie Dagger's crime just a little bit as I read some tour dates. August 9th through 11th, I will be in Lexington, Kentucky, featuring for the Golden Pony, Tony Hinchcliffe, and then we're doing a uh, show in Nashville on Sunday, August 12th. Tuesday, August 14th, stand up on the spot, get tickets for that. Guess who's on the lineup? Eric Andre, Brendan Schaub, David Keckner. That's right, and your boy. And then uh, I'll add a couple other comics, but it's going to be a killer lineup. you got to come see my baby, my show, whenever you get a chance. Why not come on Tuesday, August 14th at the Comedy Store in the Belly Room? Wednesday, August 15th, Reagan Watkins is headlining Huntington Beach Rec Room. Come out and see that. Guess who's featuring for us? We are bringing Joel, Joel Berg, Jimenez, and Malcolm Hatchett from Kill Tony. That's going to be a banger of a show. Huntington Beach, one night only, Wednesday, August 15th. And then Sunday, August 26th, Reagan Watkins is headlining Valley Bar in Phoenix, Arizona. And we are bringing Joel Joelberg Jimenez to that as well. Pretty exciting stuff. September, Michigan and Texas. I'll be there with Tony Hinchcliffe as well as some Kill Tony shows. Guys, I want to keep this intro short. Uh, this episode is great with Fahim. Get to know him. You'll love him. And without further ado, welcome. The He-Man War to Jeremiah Wonders. Ooh, 
loosening up here. Yeah, there should be a massage. Well, there is one. Yeah, there is. That's weird. This late. Have you? Has she hit you up at the comedy store? This lady hanging out. She's like, "Hey, I do a podcast where I massage you." <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't done it yet. Uh, I hear she's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are you gonna do it? I don't know. I I'm thinking about it for way too long because I do want a massage. But I don't know if that's the price I want to pay. Maybe I'll just pay for a regular massage. I guess Maz Jabrani just did it. Whoa! I know. Big he just get. opened it up. Big get. Yeah. So, so now, now I got it. I like how everything like in LA has a a theme, like like well, like every stand up show and every yeah. podcast. Like, like you no one can to, just do the thing. Yeah. Well, it's because it's been done already. Like the normal, like the Mark Marin days of like interview style. It's just like. He claimed it. <laughs> so so now it's like, uh, what do we do that's different on our show? Yeah, we have a wild monkey and it just we we interview each other and we just kinda react to the monkey and we just try to get to know each other and yeah. I ask you about your career. But there's a live monkey, so it's just that added layer. So anything could really happen. Mm-hmm. You could get bit. It's a different monkey every week, so <laughs> it's not going to be the same moves. It's also, it gets about uh, 57 downloads on SoundCloud a month. Yeah. But. On Libsyn. On Libsyn. But it's the most expensive podcast as well because of the rotation of the monkey. So it can claim right. that. And in terms of like monkey aficionados listening, it's the highest rated podcast. Oh, yeah. It's the number one monkey podcast in the world. Yeah. That Venn diagram, this really hits that. Yeah. So uh, I think Fahim and I have a new venture that we're going to explore. Yeah. The monkey pod. The monkey pod. (laughs) (laughs) Just sounds like Rogan's pod. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, We went full throttle. He went with soundbite and we just really, we took the ball and ran with it. Yeah. Like all of the all of the merch and everything ends up looking exactly like the Joe Rogan experience. But it's completely different. (laughs) But it's different, guys. We promise. Like, if you wanted UFC, this is not it. Yeah. Ultimate fighting chimpanzee. Yeah. But then you get into PETA stuff that's not... Right. We we ran into a a PETA issue once on... uh, Well, it didn't get to the PETA point. Uh, but on roast battle, we did a uh, we did a wave bit uh-huh. with a uh, a live rabbit, and we were just ignorant and didn't know that you have to go through like a special animal handler who has a license oh, and all yeah. this stuff. Anything with animals in Hollywood, it's like there's so many channels involved. Yeah, so we do this bit where I was gonna pull a uh, a live rabbit out of uh, Jamar's butt. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Classic comedy, yeah. guys. Yeah. Uh, so I did it. And uh, after they cut to commercial break, they go, please tell us that wasn't a real live rabbit. And we're like, uh, we bought it. It's ours. And they're like, we, we got a uh, we got letters sent to our lawyers. That was the only time we've ever gotten like Whoa. legitimately in trouble. They're like, uh, if PETA or somebody found out about that or they're in the audience we could get sued you could shut the entire production it's probably not down. good talking about it right now huh? it's it's been passed and uh <laughs> you know the 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 bunny is uh was taken care of by uh somebody uh who uh is like uh, a, bu- a lover of bunnies uh, right. we gave it away after the show i see yeah <laughs> so or we just paid it to keep its mouth shut <laughs> yeah hey hey bunny not a word it has not so many carrots kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah just <laughs> yeah it was um that was an interesting. Uh, that was the only time that where we got like in a lot of trouble, and it was like specifically because of that. Where they're like, "If you do this again, you're gonna get sued." 
like yeah. for a legitimate amount of money. And we're like, all right, maybe that bit wasn't worth it. And it got cut. It didn't even air because oh. they couldn't they couldn't air Just it. Just clear it through legal and all that. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be too tough. Yeah. Yeah, but you guys didn't know. We didn't know. Then the, then later in the season, Todd Berry, uh, he couldn't even, this is what's crazy to me about the animal stuff though. Even with an animal handler on site, just a cat, Todd Berry could not walk out with a cat. He had to have an animal handler walk next to him with the hat, with the cat, so he could pet it, and then the lady walked away. I mean, that's way weirder. It's so much more weird. Like, the whole point of it was he was supposed to be a villainous Bond kind of guy petting his cat. Yeah. But with an animal handler in khaki shorts and a shirt, like, that doesn't it doesn't look intimidating. the bit entirely. Oh, no, it's not even the same bit at all. You're like, what? Are, you're ruining the bit. Yeah. Come on. Now it's like he has a problem or something. <laughs> or yeah. Like he's on the spectrum. Yeah. <laughs> he's not allowed to be yeah, yeah, close yeah, yeah. to the animals. Like, like too much. Something, something's wrong with that guy. <laughs> he's even more scary in a weird way. I don't yeah. know how this... In a different way. ...managed to happen. <laughs> Dude, uh, I've been watching you for years at the comedy store, and uh, I've got to say that uh, you do a lot of character work on stage that's phenomenal, and... You have a character named Lance Cantopolis, yeah, uh, that uh, or more of a guy that you know. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. really know. Like, people actually, say simil- they say they th- see some similarities. I but s- he's I, his own thing. Yeah, like I, uh, uh, and I don't didn't mean to even call him a character. Uh, I I see him around, and uh, you know his his name is on the marquee a lot. Right. Do you ever get jealous of what he does or the accolades he gets as opposed to me? Yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, but they're different things, you know, like, I understand I can, I can never do what Lance does. Right. We were like, I'm very written. I have things that I want to say. I have, and he could just get up there and that's kind of, I'm jealous of that, that he can just sort of show up yeah. to a gig. Yeah. He doesn't have to just prepare crush really. harder than I can with years of tweaking and molding a bit and all this stuff and really refining it and cutting the fat and finding nuance and he could just talk about shitting pants or whatever or yeah what this guy's wearing and it'll be better than anything i could ever dream up of and it crushes dude yeah it's like sheer personality it's annoying <laughs> <laughs> like oh you don't want to hear these ideas you just want to see a guy dance and riff now uh you guys just did something pretty cool um with your uh sketch comedy group Goatface. yeah you guys shot your first special for comedy central yeah we shot it, it was a, it's a one-hour sketch special so it's supposed to come out in the fall we don't have an exact date yet we were just told sometime this fall it'll air so i want to get an actual date so i can tell people but yeah. I, I don't know what it is yet that's awesome dude thanks Congrats. Man. yeah that's been a dream it's been a dream of mine from the jump like stand up and sketch are my favorite things in the world. Everything else that has come through in Hollywood are kind of like variants of that. You get an acting thing and it's, everything's adjacent to what you're doing, you know? Yeah, yeah. But, but like from the jump, stand up and sketch have always been my jam and I've wanted to do sketch for so long and it's just, I was never able to because just different things. Like at the beginning of my career, it'd be like, there's too much sketch on air. There, there was so much, you know, on the come up and then also, they're like, you're not famous enough. And so there's, there's all these things as to why you can't do a thing. And then we were, you know, goat phase. It's me, Aristotle, Atheris, Hassan Minhaj from The Daily Show, and Asif Ali. We were doing YouTube sketch years ago together for two years, just p- putting stuff out. Well, yeah, I remember whenever I 
moved to LA. Uh, so I've been out here since 2009. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know when exactly you guys started putting out sketches, but I was right away, the the quality and the look of your guys' sketches, just the way they look, they sound, and the execution just on the funny, all those together, it's pretty rare mm-hmm. that you see stand-up comedians be able to deliver a product like that. Usually, like, it might be funny, but the audio sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys found a way to like put out quality sketches. So I was like, who are these guys? I think that's a testament to Aristotle's cinematic eye and his abilities as a director, you know, who's also in this goat face, the comedy central thing as well. Just he, he's a great director and has a great eye and he's super talented. And so even on the cheap, we were able to achieve that kind of production quality. And I think it's very much in the same vein as key and peel where we really, we, we really love key and peel as well, just because, the cinematic feel that they have to all their sketches. Like yeah. they, they could do anything because of Peter Atencio. So he has that eye as well. So it's nice to be able to do it on a TV format now. Just when we got there in New York, because we filmed it in New York, you see all these production vans and lights and all this stuff. And it, it's like you're on a movie set and you're like, oh shit. Like it, it didn't feel real until I was on there the first day. Yeah. When you see all the, all the money, all the crew, it's insane because we were just four guys. Hassan Minhaj was doing boom. He was doing boom mic. You know, I was doing lighting, and I was, you know, Asif was doing. I don't know. I don't know. We're all just one man banding it pretty much. Yeah. And so it's kind of exciting to get to a point where you're like, people's jobs. This is people's jobs. We have. We're employing people. Well, yeah. You're looking around. And you're like, this is all for us. For sure. And yeah. One, like a sketch I write or something, and then you have a guy as we're in pre-production being like. How do you like, well, how does this diarrhea look to you? Or whatever it is. I don't know. You know, whatever the sketch is. Now, the consistency yeah, of the diarrhea. Yeah. And it's um, not even, no one's laughing because it's, it's work. It's work. It's serious. It's serious. Yeah. Like, I've got to find. I've got to find the right texture yeah. for this diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, what's going on it's, here? It's beyond comedy now. Now it's just like a task he has to do. I think, well, actually, one of the prop guys uh, from your special is actually calling into the show. Oh, yeah. Right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, how do you get the number? That's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I don't know. This The podcast reach is uh, crazy. I guess so. Uh, his name's Hal, uh, apparently. Oh, yeah. Hello? Yeah, Hal. Hal? Hey, Hey, what's up, Hal? Nice hey, to hear from you, man. Yeah. Yeah, hey. thanks for doing the production. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, just a, a few more uh, questions that, uh, um, like, before, you know, I know we already shot it, but, right. uh, but before it goes in a post, we use a couple different options. Is this for, like, punch-ins? Or, well, yeah, why would you need props after the fact? Well, uh, like, I didn't tell you guys, but I, I used a couple different uh, props Kind of without your permission, um, and now I kind of need your permission to see which consistency and which objects that you actually want for that specific shot. Does that make sense? Um, kind yeah. So the diarrhea, okay. Yeah, yeah, like I we the used diarrhea. one take, uh, super corny, okay, mm-hmm. and then another take uh, it was a bit more of a leafy consistency. Now we already got what we needed for as far as the diarrhea. Right. Now, but the blood, that's what we need to talk about. Do you want it a little bit more of the shade of beet red or do you want it a little bit more like vampire Dracula red? Because we I don't, use a couple yeah. different sprays. I don't want it fresh because it's gone through the tract, you know? Like yeah. it shouldn't it shouldn't be bright red. This isn't an open wound. Okay. It's it's experienced blood. Right. But it's passed through the chambers and such and the intestines. So it's okay. not it's not gonna be a bright red. Sure. But when you see it in the bowl, you'd be like something's wrong. Okay. Okay, that something's, makes sense. Yeah, something's amiss. 
but not fresh wound. I've torn my ass apart. Now, we did this scene where you ripped off a man's arm, okay? Yeah. Um, I accidentally may have replaced it with a toddler's arm. Is that going to be an issue? Uh, when I, yeah, when I, when you ripped off the arm of the man in the action scene, whenever you're like running around the staircase, right? I may have given you a toddler arm that day. Is that going to be an issue in the shot or should we just stick with the adult one? I need it to be an adult one. It can't be a toddler arm because it's not going to match. It's going to be, it's going to be obvious that I'm holding... It's not even an not arm. An it's gonna adult. it's gonna look like a finger I'm holding. Okay, you're right. You're right. You're you're totally right. Um, last question. Um, we're gonna do some reinsert shots with uh somebody that looks like you. Um, a stunt double, perhaps. Is that a, is that gonna be a problem? But we just have to do a couple. Is this an action shots. scene or is this like dialogue? I mean, it's dialogue. So why would we replace me with an action person who I doesn't mean, who doesn't look like me? And doesn't have acting experience. I mean, we didn't think that you would be available to fly back out to New York. But so. I shot it already, so why would we need a fucking stunt guy to punch? How would you even? I wasn't wearing green or anything. How would you? Would you? Okay. How uh, would he be superimposed it's over me? A little bit more of a replacement shot. I uh, just wanted to run that by you real quick. Uh, we're just we just need a couple. Who? Where is this coming down from? Is this your opinion or is this coming from Comedy Central? Um, you know, I might have some beef with you. You're a prop guy. Why? Why would listen? Nobody treats the prop guys nicely. Okay, I wanted you replaced Fahim. That's what I'm trying to say here. Okay, just stick to props, though. You're you're, well, tell- you're telling me to. Stick- I'm telling you to stick to props. Yeah, you're called a prop master, not a casting director to replace me. And I'm not an actor. Okay, I'm EPing this thing as well. So you're really outside of your depth right here. Okay, I forgot that you were producing on this project as well. Um. You know what? Um, I'm gonna go. Uh, I really, I feel like I've overstepped a little bit. Yeah. Uh, my apologies and best of luck. All right. Good luck, Hal. Were you dealing with a lot of people like that on the production that were? <laughs> no, he's kind of very unique. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Hmm. Uh, I have not figured out. This is a thing that has been going on. Um, on my uh, my laptop, I haven't figured out uh, how to uh, silence uh, the bings. <laughs> the bings on I, your phone or on your laptop? I, I guess they're coming from my laptop. Let me see. Is it, it's not from your. <laughs> <laughs> I just break it in half because I'm so angry as a guest. <laughs> Maybe I need complete silence because the monitor is coming through the TV, but it keeps binging. What is it on mute? Could you mute your laptop? I mean, I could. The audio should be going through there, but <laughs> anywho. Bing, bing, bong. Yeah. <laughs> Super professional over here on Jeremiah Wonders. Uh, this is Tech Corner with Fahim Anwar. We have Fahim on not so much as a guest for stand-up, but more, what's going on with my MacBook, yeah. Fahim? And then I'm on all the podcasts just troubleshooting for free. <laughs> you, you just have like five. All I ask is you ask me a few questions about my work, and then <laughs> yeah. I'll just, what do you need? Yeah. I'll, I'll fix your phone. I'll fix your laptop. But we got to talk about my special coming out this fall, okay? Yeah. I got to get in where I fit in somehow. Dude, that's awesome. You were telling me before the podcast that um, uh, the, 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 the production house, one of the places that you shot at, mm-hmm. was where they shot the Schmitz Gay yeah. SNL commercial. Yeah, it was awesome to be there. Cause, uh, so we shot in New York because I guess it was cheaper to shoot it out there. It was either there, here, or Atlanta. 
and Atlanta and New York were kind of tied, but then just New York made more sense. So for some of the suburbia type sketches or where you need a house, there's this place in upstate New York where they shoot a ton of stuff. I forget what it's called, but SNL uses it a ton. And it's the pool where they use for the Schmitz gay commercial and a bunch of other stuff for SNL too. I think like the well, you know, the, the one, the most recent seasons where it's like a boy. Oh, the, yeah, oh, the, the like boy where they the go well. to pond. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, they have pictures and <laughs> the have, well for boys. Yeah, I think yeah, it's yeah. Called. yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just so cool right there. I, had, I took a picture of it and then I took some pictures from inside where they have like autographs of different sketches and stuff that SNL has used. A bunch of other stuff has used it too, not just SNL. How surreal was that being, you know, a huge fan of SNL uh, like myself yeah. to be in the exact same place where you have seen like amazing sketches come from and you're like, I'm using this space. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. this is for me. Like I have graduated to the point where I'm using the same production space the Saturday Night Live. Yeah, that was very. That's cool. gotta feel amazing. It was, yeah, especially because, just I didn't know it until I showed up there. You would think you'd be prepped like that. Hey, you know we're gonna go shooting the same thing. Yeah. So just we happened to be there. I'm like, what? This is awesome. And then I just gotta go to the room where they have all the pictures up and really kind of soak it in like it's a museum or something. Yeah, yeah, it was great. Is with um, uh, I'm sure it's kind of similar. There's like uh, some of the back halls of different like big uh, famous theaters, like Madison Square Garden has like different photos of uh who's performed on that stage was it kind of similar like the different sketches that and, and different oh, yeah. videos and films have been yeah shot. To kind of piece like it together like oh wall. i remember this sketch and this is here and like the kitchen is used a lot we used it for one of the sketches the, the kitchen nice yeah that's yeah, we awesome. used it for maybe two or three sketches there's some outside stuff that we used as well it's a great multi-purpose house it's just yeah. a nice beautiful house is there Long. gonna be uh some dancing in this special uh is there dancing no, there's Fahim, no Fahim, if you don't, if you haven't seen Fahim, uh, uh, first of all, <laughs> get on it. Uh, but he's a freaking great dancer. Uh, I'm okay. For a comedian, I'm pretty good. For a comedian. I think I get a lot of praise just because we're with comics all the time. Yeah, yeah. And the bar is so low. So I'm like, sure, thank you. But if we were in dance circles, it, yeah, it would be nothing. I wonder, are you going to do uh, Justine and Heidi's uh, oh, their show? dance show? I wouldn't mind. It sounds that like would a lot be of awesome. fun. Yeah, I've never done it at the comedy store. Lance has been a judge for, for one of them. But, but you uh, haven't danced I on haven't, it before? Yeah. Oh, that's that's like uh, that's a no-brainer to me. I needed it to go to TV before I... Yeah. <laughs> before I considered touching it, I made yeah. it to make sure uh, it was a sure room thing. room isn't big enough for what I do. I need a little bit of a bigger stage. Yeah. But it looks like fun. Uh, I, I saw some pictures from the pilot they shot. Or Dude, Josh Nasser, uh, I guess, bleached his hair. What? And then he... Wait, how long ago was this? Th- uh, just a few, like a month ago, whenever they shot the pilot. Wait, so his hair's normal now, though? Yeah, yeah. But he just... He dyed it back. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, but he went to the spray tan place four times for the shoot. So he would be so tan and bleached <laughs> tips because he did a Backstreet Boys song. Hilarious. And yeah. He, he, he was telling me about that. Were you there? No. He, uh-huh. I, I was catching up with him in Montreal, and he was telling me like his process leading up to that. I was like, you must have looked insane, because I didn't see... I saw like a picture... <laughs> you must have looked insane, or like someone from the early 2000s. I, isn't that weird? That yeah. That's just like... like it, the way he, he describes it, or the way you're telling it to me, it sounds like a crazy person, but that's what people were doing. I know. Yeah, the whole Jersey Shore... Getting yeah. matte tan, bleach yeah. blonde tips and all that. Were you friends with, uh, or did you know any of those people? Like Jersey back Shore in like people? high school, college, like around that time? 
I, I remember that phase. I don't think if I knew anyone. I know Josh was actually, he lived it. So he's jokingly doing that for the thing. Oh, yeah, no. But he went through that Ed no, Hardy phase. He used to drive a Hummer and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that he has a sense of humor about it because you, do, you wouldn't think those people would, would be, be able, able to joke to about la- it. Yeah, they would still be living it or just be like, oh, everybody was doing it. I mean, no, you I know, got no regrets. I mean, it's part, I'm just, just part of life. To come back. Yeah, man. Yeah. Not to be like, I can't believe what I was doing. <laughs> Oh, you should see my closet. <laughs> you should see how ridiculous yeah, I was. Yeah, I was yoked and I was super brown. Oh, man. <laughs> Did you ever do anything with your hair that was weird, like back in high school or grade school or anything like that, like bleach tips or anything? I like wanted that? to, but my dad, he wouldn't. He like I think me and my brother, we wanted to get frosted tips. That Dude, just, why, that's hilarious. It's so funny just uh, as you get older, these things that were do or die. You needed this in life. I need, Dad. Like, this is so important to me, Dad. Dad, I need this. I need frosted tips. Okay. This is going to change everything at school. <laughs> Every girl is going to look at me a little differently. Yeah, like we thought frosted tips would be a game changer or something. And uh, Yo, who's that guy with <laughs> yeah. the fat dick, man? Oh, my man? God. <laughs> what happened to your tips, Thane? This changes everything. Oh, yeah, you like them? Yeah, they're kind of frosty. <laughs> Anybody need their drink chill? <laughs> Wait, mm. the X Men yeah. has a new character. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like uh, Sub Zero. Yeah, yeah, but only, but only <laughs> with only the, 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever you do, just don't have his hair touch you, and you'll be fine. But wait, I have <laughs> yeah. to touch it. Uh, yeah, we wanted it so bad, but my dad, he was like, "No, you can't have frosted tips." He goes. Only gay people. <laughs> like, that might be PC. I think you get a pass if you're from a third world country and a dad. I think, you know what? Uh, I think your dad might be calling into the show right what? now. What? Yeah, I think so. Uh, it looks like he's on the caller ID. Uh, uh, I Mr. Think he might be texting us real quick. Just I let, think he, let us know he's calling. He texted. He's texting <laughs> right now. And you know what? He's very polite. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't want to bark. He's calling now. He's, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Anwar? Yeah. Uh, 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 hello? Uh, hi. Did you get my text? Is it, uh, I just got your text, yeah. Yeah, read it to me. Uh, it says, uh, hello, uh, Jerem- Jeremiah. I think, think that's what you're trying to say. Yeah. Uh, big fan, first time caller. No, I didn't write that, you're lying. Okay, uh, you said. I would never write big fan. Okay, about to call? Yeah, Here I come. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it. That's what. Uh-huh. That, that's what it says. That's what I, I added the fan because of my insecurities. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I have low self esteem. I'm sorry about that, Mr. Anwar. Uh, but can we get into why you wouldn't let your son Fahim have frosted tips earlier in his life? Oh yes, because uh, gay people they have it. Um. Uh, and and you didn't want your son uh to to have that same quality. Is that is that is that fair to say? It is okay if you are that, but not for my son. Yeah, you 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 just want something regular hair. <laughs> regular hair. Got it. Now, is there any other styles of hair that you would not allow your son Fahim to have? Long. So okay, so we can't have now. Is there now? What I will say, um, I don't know if uh you are a um uh relig- religious man, uh, but I feel like uh you know back in the day, many people had long hair. So what is your issue with uh, a man having long hair? That that 
for it. <laughs> okay, okay, you're just against it. Um, there's not really a reason. You just do not want your son having long hair. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, before, I, I'll let you go here in a second. Um, is there anything else that, you know, uh, Fahim tried to ask you as a kid that he really wanted? Um, maybe it was a video game or maybe it was a movie that he wanted to watch, but you were like, this, it was not happening in my household. On Sega Genesis, and and you did not want to. No. You didn't want to let him have a Sega no. Genesis. What was what's wrong with the Sega Genesis? School. <laughs> school. You're very. Are you like? Uh, are you being? Old school. Are you being tortured right now? <laughs> because because <laughs> <laughs> you. The government. Because <laughs> it sounds like you're in a lot of pain right now. Yeah, uh, it's no. it, it sounds like it's hard to get these words out. Not easy for me. It's oh, oh. <laughs> okay. You, you know what? Uh, I'm I'm gonna let you go, Mr. Anwar. Uh, it was great talking to you. It was wonderful talking to you. Uh, great. Um, well, uh, thanks. I hope you big fan. <laughs> oh, you, I, you are yeah. a big fan of the show now. Well, I'm glad that I could turn you into a big fan because uh, this is doing wonders for my confidence. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you later. Ciao. Wow, that's cool. Wow. I called in. That's uh, I didn't know my, that you. My had... dad's. He sounds like Lance. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. Uh, I, I was uh, I was surprised how big of a fan he was of the show. Uh, he didn't want to admit it at first. And then... <laughs> I guess he wanted to make you earn it or I something, think, or he want to make so. you presume. I think that's a, just a father son relationship right there. He didn't want me to to have the keys yeah, of the kingdom right totally. away. My dad was that way too. He didn't offer the praise. You just had to really dangle the carrot. Yeah, and very rarely get the carrot. Uh, my dad, uh, was super strict with, uh, with us growing up. And I remember, uh, my cousin had, <laughs> he had his ear pierced, um, and we were going to go, uh, out to shoot pool and maybe go bowling or something. And my dad looked at him and he goes, that earring's not coming with me. He's like, if you, he goes, you either lose the earring or you're not coming to play pool. And he, he's like, ah. I just I just got it pierced like yesterday. I gotta I gotta keep it in. I was like, my dad's like, make your decision. You either lose the ring and come play pool with us, or you stay home. And <laughs> so he took it out and he came to play pool with us. And by the time he got back, it was his, all healed his over, ear healed up, and it was completely like it was like it never had happened. Yeah, you like hit to me, like the Wolverine syndrome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just closed but up. To me, I just like the picture of him saying, "I'm gonna stay home," and he's just staring at a wall <laughs> with the earring in his ear, like he's like, "I made the right choice, didn't I?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm sure he doesn't care now. But those things when you're younger, they They're mean so monumental. much. Monumental. My life isn't any different. Had I gotten the frosted tips, had I not, so it's funny looking back, and I kind of. It's kind of nice. I, I'm glad my dad didn't let me get them, I guess. Yeah. 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 Uh, my parents, uh, my mom pushed for it, and I did mm-hmm. have frosted tips. And, and you it's, don't regret it. <laughs> You're like, I'm glad those photos are out there. Uh, it is my worst yearbook photo ever. It's me as a chubby kid with orange. Not it, We did it ourselves. Uh-huh. My mom did it. So, like, it wasn't properly, like, salon, like, bleached. It was, like, orangey. <laughs> And I'm just like this, like kind of <laughs> chubby kid that, like, I did like a half smile in a photo, and I just have like a couple braces that you can see, 
and uh, that that's my worst yearbook photo. Yeah. So did you take a I really bad that. like uh, yearbook photo where you're just like you look back on your like, kind Ugh. of yeah I mean anything from a while ago or a certain phase of your life you're like oh this is so embarrassing but it's just life you know no yeah. one, no one looks at their seventh grade photo and they're like killing it <laughs> I'd smash <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I think senior photo was kind of because kids did you would, do the senior photos no here's what happened because those costed a lot of money same, yeah same with and us and my parents they weren't into that they weren't into spending a lot of money frivolously mm -hmm. or for no reason to them. Yeah. And they're like, no, we're not going to do senior photos. We'll just go to Sears Portrait Studio. <laughs> like, all right. So we go to Sears Portrait Studio and they have different backdrops and stuff. So I forget what the backdrop is, but but I'm just leaning on this thing. <laughs> Lots of elbows. Yeah. Lots and then I got braces kind of later. I think I got them when I was 18, 18 or 19. And... So my teeth are still kind of jacked up. Like my two front teeth would do an overlap thing. So, so I'm smiling. I got the pearly whites out there. I'm like hunched over this thing. There's a Sears backdrop. And you could tell it's a little crooked because there's a straight line in the back where you could totally, if it was aligned, you would see. But so I'm just in front of that. I look weird. Also, I'm super brown when I'm 17. For some yeah. reason, I'm able to tan like crazy. I look like a different person. Um, I, like I, I'm not able to get that tan anymore. It's crazy. Like I show people, they're like, that doesn't even look like you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My teeth were so messed up. Like I couldn't, um, and they were kind of protruding a bit. So I couldn't, I would eat a burger and the onions, if there were onions in it, I would just like, I would just pull them out. There wasn't, they weren't together enough where I could actually clip the onions. So I would just like pull the mess out of the burger and I'd have to like cut it with my fingers so, so my fingers smelled great all the so time mozzarella sticks were your greatest adversary just like <laughs> pulling the that, you, you could pull it until it would snap eventually <laughs> yeah but just trying to chomp on something was a problem uh, you you started stand-up like pretty early like yeah per, like as a young guy in, in seattle right yeah because i think I, I i think you used to have like some really young clips of you oh yeah online. There, i'm sure there's some and there, out there. there there might be but it it's uh yeah, it's. I think you still had braces on, like, like, and some of those I, early. I had them really late though, so I think I posted a clip a long time ago at the Ice House. Yeah, because the Ice House would have a thing. In my generation of people who came to L.A., there was this thing called Comedy Time, and that was the thing you did when you came to L.A. Mm -hmm. They would give you seven minutes at the Ice House to tape your set, and then it would go on YouTube. Angela Johnson got big off of that. Like yeah. her, her nail salon bit was oh. from a comedy time clip. Yeah, super viral. Yeah, so I think I was 22. I was 22, but I looked so young at 22, and then I still had the braces on. Yeah. And I'm real thin, too. I'm wearing a polo. It looks like I'm swimming in this polo. Yeah. It's just so funny looking back at those old clips. But but I have braces in them, and I'm, and I'm talking weird, too. Dude, in my early clips, uh, I don't know if you remember, I used to wear a red jacket oh, everywhere. Yeah. Hilarious. I almost forgot you used to do that. Oh, uh, yeah. I've, I've tried to bury it uh -huh. as much as I can, but there's a Laugh Factory clip that's still up that uh, I have the red jacket on. Yeah. And um, isn't that funny about stand up? Just people think when they see somebody or like Joe Rogan that they're these fully formed things and they just came out of some portal, some comedy portal, and this is what they always were. Yeah. But and then but you go back. You can't help but try to figure it out as an artist. No one comes and no one knows what's what at the beginning. So you're just trying everything and anything. And then you kind of lean into what's working and you slowly become closer to what you are off stage, on stage. But there are still these relics of of you getting there. Yeah, there's a little Easter egg. I used uh, 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 in this upcoming um, 
uh, roast battle season, I, I used the red jacket for something as, <laughs> as a little as a little head nod to people who who really uh, have followed my career over the years. So that'll be that'll be special uh-huh. when, when that comes out. <laughs> I feel it's like you sell a home after each of your, <laughs> your sets. Yeah. yeah, you just hand a lucky couple a new the keys to a new house. Yeah. <laughs> So that's pretty dope. The Remax community. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here's a giant check. Here you are. Man, uh, you grew up, um, uh, I, I feel like uh, we had similar, but obviously different uh, child, childhoods because we grew up um, with uh, kind of strict parents. Yeah. And uh, you grew up religious, right? Uh, not Would hard, you say? No, not really. It's or more, more spiritual, cu- cultural. Yeah. I mean, Muslim, I guess, but it wasn't like, oh, you have to pray, pray five times a day and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. It was more about just school centric and. Yeah, studies are very important. Like yeah. straight A's, I'm sure, were like very important. Yes, very important. Yeah. 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 It's more about that than anything else. Okay. Yeah. Did you, did you go to um, like services? Uh, no, like not even. Organized yeah. religion? No. No. Interesting. Yeah. My mom taught us about it and stuff, but it wasn't like... It was more of just like, uh, like you said, cultural, it's, where it's yeah, like past, here's the stories. Yeah, or just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a familiarity, but not like you got to go to mosque every Friday or whatever. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So there's a backbone and stuff, but it's more school-driven and, you know, be a respectable person and all that stuff. And ha- have your parents ever seen anything that you put out that they've been like, Fahim, like, what are you doing? Oh, yeah. Like... Like land stuff. <laughs> oh, some of the, some of the land clips. Yeah, and you're like, uh, I don't, I can't yeah, control. I go, that's not, I, yeah, I literally told them, I'm like, mom, that's not, that's not me. That's like, I don't do that stuff. Yeah, that's not. That's I not. Agree. That's not. I that's agree not with you. Yeah, I Look, agree. He is disgusting. Yeah, he's out there, and he's. Being, I would never do that. He's being handsomely rewarded for the grotesque yeah. things that he says. I go, Look, you didn't raise me that way, and that's why I don't do that. So once I explain it to her in those terms, then she kind of got it. But yeah. Um, so you had a special, uh, uh, your debut stand-up special that uh-huh. came out on CISO. Correct. Yeah. Um, d- does that live somewhere else now where people can see yeah. it? Yeah. So it finally it was able to live on different platforms now. So now you people can rent it on Amazon and iTunes. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like three or four bucks if you want to rent it. Nice. And then it's also on, on uh, audio streaming as well, like iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. So I like that it's people are able to access it because even when it, was, when it was on CISO, people were like, "How do I? <laughs> what do you?" Yeah, yeah. Had a yeah. lot of things going against it. One, people didn't know what it was, and then people didn't know how to access it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got CISO uh, so I could watch your special and Big J's crowd work show uh, that I appeared on with Josh Adamires and, uh-huh. and Avery Pearson. Oh, cool. I got um, it to see Brent Weinbach special because that yeah. was on CISO as well. So. And I saw, yeah, I saw like Joey Diaz. There's, there were some there's great some specials yeah. on there. Yeah. And I just but I'm, gl- I'm going glad it lives. It. There's no business like show business, right? Yeah. I'm glad it lives uh, somewhere else now. Thanks, man. And yeah. I chopped it up into clips and I just put it on YouTube. So if you go to my Twitter, at Fahimanor, I think it's the pinned tweet. I just put a playlist and it's my entire special in clip form. If you're super lazy and have no money, right? Just <laughs> go to Fahim's Twitter. I don't care either way. I don't care how people watch the special. As long I as just they want people it. to see it. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna get a ton of money by holding out and saying buy my special. Yeah. I just want the. I want people to see it. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I create stuff just for it to be seen. Of course. I mean, the worst thing is putting love into something and something that you care about, and then 
There's you, a fine you see on line. YouTube, there's like 57. Like whenever I used to put out sketches starting out, like, dude, I would put so much love and energy and they'd get like 300 views yeah. on YouTube. And I'm just like, well, on to the next one. But you know what it is? Like sometimes that's not indicative of the quality of something you put out there because I've chopped up my special and it's it's up there on YouTube and maybe collectively maybe it has... 10,000 or between 10 and 20,000 views. It's not like it's getting seen all the time because people don't know it's out there. Yeah. You know, so sometimes it takes some sort of event to make people know who you are and give a fuck enough to kind of look at the wealth of stuff that you've already done. Mm -hmm. So just because you've put something out there and doesn't have a ton of views off the bat doesn't mean that it's not good. It just means you haven't had that event to shift the light over into what you're doing. Like Bill Burr was always great, you know? But it took Philly, that event, to kind of, I mean, oh, who is this guy? What, and to, to recognize it for what it was. heckler, yeah. Yeah, so sometimes it just takes some sort of lightning rod event to have people discover what you've been doing. And for me, I hope maybe it's the goat face special, that maybe people that, that resonates and they're yeah, like, man. oh, what else has this guy done? Yeah, I think people are going to really dig and enjoy that. I mean, all you guys like have progressed so much like over the years, like you've always put out quality stuff, but to see what you guys are all doing individually over the years and to have kind of like this awesome reunion. Yeah. It was totally unexpected as well because we were pitching this goat face show years ago before any of us were anybody, you know, Hassan wasn't on daily show. We were, we were doing goat face for like two years and then we were taking meetings around town and we were like, Hey, this is, this is what it is. The goat face sketch show. And everywhere we went, people were like, why is it four brown guys? Like, they just couldn't understand. And that's a question you never ask four white guys doing sketch. Like, why is it four white guys doing sketch? That's a real question that you get. Yeah, like, they just couldn't understand. Like, they would think that maybe, would we have to do all brown shit? And that's, like, my nightmare. I would hate doing all brown-centric sketches. Well, yeah. Like, we have some of that, and we'd be a fool not to, and we do it in a smart way with the show. But I grew up in Seattle. I'm very American as well. I have very. I grew up on The Simpsons and SNL. I have very American comedy sensibilities. So I'm, I have just weird, absurd stuff that I want injected into the sketch show anyway. But it was just kind of annoying that we would go to these places and no one could see it. And we just hit a, we just hit a wall. After doing something for two years and we're doing everything, you get exhausted. And we all, then we got busy. Hassan got Daily Show. Asif was booking a ton of acting stuff. And it just kind of disbanded. And I'm like, oh, that sucks. You know, that was, that could have been a good go. And then I get busy too, booking some acting stuff here and there and doing stand up. And then I'm walking to the comedy store maybe a year ago or a little more than a year ago. I'm just walking up to the front patio and the son's manager, Jenny's like, oh, hey, um, like the Comedy Central, they want to do a goat face show. <laughs> I'm like, what? Huh? <laughs> yeah. I go, like, we haven't just, even just, been a, yeah, just randomly. We haven't like, been we, approaching them lately. We, yeah. did, we didn't even go in recently or anything i go what she's like oh yeah yeah Hassan was having dinner with kent and um i think it just was mentioned offhand and then he goes yeah let's do that and it just fucking blew my mind because when you're on the come up and you're like a younger comic and you could put together a pitch deck with 87 pages and of why it will work and you have all these statistics and all that and people will pass and then you get to a certain level though like Hassan. And you go, oh, yeah, I want to do this thing, like, over dinner. You're like, oh, yeah, that's great. Like, the flimsiest of just an idea. Yeah. And it gets greenlit. So that just shows you sometimes whenever you get a no, it's not a no. It's just a not yet. 
it just takes stars aligning, some time. You know, Trump getting elected, I'm sure, helped. So it was just funny that I kind of thought this thing wasn't going to happen. And then randomly, oh, it's a go. <laughs> like, all right. So that's the way this town works. Sometimes when you're not expecting anything, the biggest thing will happen. Yeah. I think so long as you're just in the game and you work hard and you're a talented person and you're a good person, like things will work themselves out. That's a great way to look at it. It's not a no. It's not yet. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. That was my biggest takeaway from it. Let's get into this next segment, fanning out. All right. Fanning out. Questions from fans. <laughs> oh, there's a piece of paper. This, I, is, this is more prep work than a lot of podcasts. Oh, yes, Fahim. A lot of prep work goes into Jeremiah Wonders. Do you have an inkjet or a laser printer? Uh, this is an inkjet. Dude, you got to get with the laser. I was doing inkjet for a long time. Laser, yeah. it'll change your life. Yeah? Yeah, and Jeremiah heads, let him know. <laughs> Guys, if you want to send me a laser yeah, printer, let them know how great laser printers are. <laughs> Email your boy Jeremiah Watkins at gmail.com with the UPS tracking <laughs> number, and I'll receive it at the comedy store. <laughs> are you out of black ink? It's blue. I'm out of black ink, and I'm using blue <laughs> ink. A little behind the scenes of Jeremiah Wonders. Thanks a lot. This is going to happen with a laser. Uh, this is from Instagram at Duffman Strong. Hey, longtime listener, first time commenter. Fahim, would you ever open for yourself as Lance? Then headline is Fahim. I think he, he uh, he's meaning to ask, would you ever let Lance open for you? Right. No, I would not have that happen because I would not be able to follow Lance. <laughs> Why would I do that? Why would I bury myself like that? I mean, would you set your ego aside and would you open for, for Lance? Lance? Oh, for sure. Yeah? I have done that before. Oh, really? Yeah, La Jolla Comedy Store. I bet, I, oh, dude, I bet La Jolla was the perfect oh, they, they spot were loving for that. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's fun. I, I love opening for Lance. I, I won't do it all the time, but sometimes it's fun just as a fan. You wow. know, do my set and then so let would, him. So would the host um, would the host come back up and do a little bit of time and, and then, the then you happened, go find Lance? <laughs> this is how it happened. <laughs> I, was doing, I was doing my set at the, the La Jolla Comedy Store. And then Francisco, he was emceeing. Or no, he wasn't emceeing. Maybe he was, I don't know, what was he? He was doing a set before me. Yeah. And then I go, Francisco, you know, you saw him earlier. Give him a round of applause. Everyone claps. I go, he didn't do this joke that I love. It's one of my favorite jokes. Hey, do that joke about um, like the roommate or whatever. And then he comes back on stage. And then he's like, ah, I wasn't supposed to do this or whatever. So he does that bit. And then, and then Lance... <laughs> he, he appeared he, he, he's from the back of the room and then francisco's up there and he goes oh i'm just getting word <laughs> that we have a special drop in this is crazy ladies and gentlemen lance can't stop us then the lance goes up and then closes it out and then i'm in the back just enjoying it yeah yeah i'm just loving every minute of it just admiring mm -hmm. some, me and you know, francisco are back there just just dying yeah dying watching the art that's Want, just being yeah. produced Unfold. out of nothingness and just knowing i will never attain this just yeah. appreciate it for what it is. It's like watching a gymnast. I can't do that, but you can appreciate it. That's why people tune into the Olympics every year. It's something that they can't do, but they still respect it. Yeah, except for curling. But <laughs> except, <laughs> except curling. We get a lot of curling hate mail. Sorry uh -oh. on that one, guys. Weird, dude. I cannot believe um, there's a curling fan club that actually uh, follows this show, and they're actually calling into the show right now. What the? F this is a bad football. It's, it's, it's German. It's Germany's curling team is calling in. On conference? Yeah. All right. Hello? Hello, were you talking badly about curling? 
No, it was just an innocent joke. I know it's a very difficult sport. I you heard guys exactly dedicate. what you just said. Okay? What did I say? You said you had respect for every sport except curling for him, Anwar. And yes, I've watched your entire special, and I appreciated all of it. That makes me feel bad because you're so familiar with my work. Up like, I would have written you off, but you watched my whole special, and now I feel what? bad. I, 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 I'm going to remove my Yelp review. From what? I yelped your special from you. You yelped it? Yes, I you did. You can do that? Yes, maybe. Whoa. I, didn't, I did. I'm just more impressed about the feature on Yelp than... Well, you, how many stars did you give it? I gave it five. Whoa, shit. Um, yes. Well, it was just... Sometimes you do improv as a comedian and you, you will do a joke and you don't put a lot of thought into it or the people that you're going to hurt. Why does curling have to always be the butt of the joke for him? You couldn't have said a shot put or you couldn't have said discus. I could, but... But take, I know you've dedicated a lot of your life to curling, but pulling yourself out of being a curler, doesn't it seem like maybe it's less physically taxing than, say, discus or shot put? You're on ice, so you you're, should, doing, you're doing a lot of gliding. You should see the size of my forearms and my quads. They're giant. But we don't know. That could have been at a gym. That may not be from the curling itself. Curling is very taxing if you're not familiar with it. I'm sure it can be. I'm not negating that you don't get tired and maybe your knees hurt from all swole. the ice gliding. I get very swole from curling. Yeah, I'm not denying you get swole. No one is saying you don't get swole. Just in terms of all the other sports, maybe it's less swole than other... I'm not saying not swole, just less swole. Okay, for him, stay stay with your point, even whenever I, you know, I, ap- I call I, apolo- I apologize. Okay. I think it's great what you're doing, that you've dedicated your life to something, and I didn't mean any real harm by an offhanded comp. It wasn't a compliment, but an offhanded insult, I All suppose. All right, but it can be maybe crap on some other Olympic Sh- sport to yeah, make what us do you, what, what do the curlers not like? <laughs> we don't like those relay race runners. Why? <laughs> it's like, oh, you have a baton, you're going to, like, trade it off and stuff. It's like, how silly can you be? I mean, really? Yeah, like, they can't finish the whole race themselves. Yeah, it's like, oh, I need a little bit of a break. Hey, buddy, oh, do you want <laughs> yeah, to toss this yeah. off? Yeah, it's true. Well, I feel better. Thank you for him. Yeah. Thanks so much, man. I think I like curling now. I think I think we both became curling fans. Yeah. Yeah. Nice guy. Came really in really nice guy. He came in real came hot. Came in real but, hot. You know what? I think after you guys patched it up, um, I you know, think it was just a connective bond of shitting on something he together. Just didn't, he just didn't want to be on the outs. You know, <clears throat> yeah, sometimes you, you just wanna, want to relate to somebody. You want to be on the inside. You want to be the bully. Yeah. Not of course. the bullier. Uh, at, bullied. Sorry. <laughs> at Alibaba, Alibaba123 on this, Instagram. This sounds like a setup for a comedy. It really, like you're going to make up something. Like, this sounds like set up to an offensive joke. <laughs> this is from Alibabi, Alibabi. Why does your butt smell like a camel? Hey, man. What? The guest asked it. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, this is a real screaming. Hey, man. I'm just reading what's on the paper in front of me. Yeah. Uh, what's the craziest thing you've seen an audience member do? Craziest thing I've seen an audience member do? Uh, nothing too crazy, man. Like, I mean, one time I was doing a show and some lady, they should have been bounced a long time ago, but on their way out, she tried to throw a glass at me, but it was a plastic solo cup. So it went like a foot 
Yeah, she wasn't familiar with wind resistance, so she tries to throw it at me, and she just goes, and then I made fun of her for how stupid she is, thinking that would reach the stage, an empty solo cup. (laughs) You being a former engineer, (laughs) you're like, listen. Let me me give you the equations as to why you're so dumb. (laughs) And you just break it down, like, the resistance of the airflow. (laughs) Yeah, basically, just gave her a quick science lesson as to why. Get out of here. (laughs) Yeah. That's pretty. That's pretty good. What's the? Go- yeah, I'm trying to think. Have you seen anything crazy? Uh, you know what? Honestly, uh, my craziest uh thing was through Kill Tony. Um, just whenever a guy tried to like uh, like uh, fight me on stage. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, the only other thing that I, I saw that happened recently, why Red Band um hurt his knee. Uh, I don't know if you've seen him recently. Yeah, but he's been walking around with a cane. We were at Skank Fest, and um, Tony was about to start crowd surfing for his song. So I start telling people in the crowd, I'm like in full character, I'm telling people, um, yo, this guy's about to crowd surf, watch out, he's coming through here, so get ready to you know, hold him up. And basically, one of the guys that I told, he looked at me and he goes, what, you want me to crowd surf? He was like out of his, I was like, no, 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 no. He immediately jumps up on stage, jumps right into me, and I'm healing from a broken arm, and I like tried to like push him off, but I'm like so weak. He literally just like hit me, rolled off of me, and went into Red Band's knee and cut his legs out from underneath him. And Red Band was just filming. He was literally in the audience filming with a camera, and he just got his legs like cut out from underneath him, and that's why like... He like, I forget what he he like, he like tore a tendon or something Ugh. like that. The worst way, or man. Or like just sprained it or something. I yeah, mean, it's, it's not, it sounds like that guy. It was a freak just accident. Wanted to live out that fantasy and took the flimsiest of circumstances. Yeah, I'm like he just somebody hears a thing and be like, what? I know. You having a crowd here? I'm like, no. You got I, it. I didn't even say anything remotely close to that. And then he still doesn't hear from the no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, get ready for me. <laughs> yeah, so. Hold on, I, th- I think he's on the phone. He wants to explain oh, his game. Oh, is he? Hello? Uh, yeah, hey, what's up? <laughs> yeah, you talking shit about me, dude? Okay, something's wrong with yeah, your, something's yeah, wrong with your Wi-Fi connection, I think. Sorry, I was in a vortex. Okay. Yeah, is better? Yeah. I'm out of the vortex now. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was at Skankfest. What, what of it? Yeah, uh, yeah, you, you hurt my friend's knee, dude. Yeah, awesomely crowd surfing. What else is new? Uh, yeah, you, nobody asked you to crowd surf. Tony Hinchcliffe was about to crowd surf. Couldn't support me. You you jumped Girl right arms. into me and literally you you fell off of me yeah, into you my face. Hands up! What you do? No, I, I was trying to guard my face and my nose by putting your hands up. But you weak, and that's why your friend got his knees taken out. Oh man, I don't I don't I don't know if I I'm gonna be able to yeah, to reason with you, dude. Fest. Skankfest stuff happens at Skankfest things. I mean, that is the motto of the festival, yeah. but, but I still wasn't expecting that. Yeah, and that, you better expect it next time, otherwise your tendons are going to shred. Uh, all right, man. Well, uh, I don't appreciate how set in your ways you are, Like, and you're not even apologetic for hurting my friend Brian. Well, I'm sorry you're so weak, and you couldn't hold me up. You, dude, you weighed like... I'm sorry your friend's knees were made of biscotti. All right, <laughs> this is not helping. Now you're making fun of the quality. Where's biscotti knees? Yeah, you're calling my friend. He's saying he has biscotti knees. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
so much fun you, are you hear it are you, are you coughing up blood right now? Yeah, I'm laughing, but it sounds like I'm hurt. <laughs> well, okay. <coughs> I'll that, see you at the next gang fest. Yeah, it sounds, like, it sounds like you're not going to make it. It sounds like you're dying. Nah, I'm going to make it. I'll, I have a good doctor. I have good health insurance. All we're, right, we're man. I'm going to call mine. He's bringing back coal, baby. All right, maybe you can pay for Red Band's, <laughs> Red Band's hospital bill. Dude, when Obama's getting worried about you know, coal going away, we're back, baby. All right, I'm, I'm going to let you go. Cold times. <laughs> These are the cold times. I don't like what you're doing with that parody song at all. Why, cold times to the good times? Yeah, I don't like that. Why? Because it does. it's not fitting. It's a little bit of a stretch. But you don't work in the mine. And you kind of shoehorn the coal thing. Do you hey, work in both, a mine? Bo- yeah, I told you I work in a mine. Yeah, I wasn't listening because I, it feels like you're spewing nonsense in my ear hole right now. Okay, that's why the elite liberals gonna lose next term wait because you're you're into politics out of oh, everybody yeah. big time i'm I all for the tariffs <laughs> sorry china you're you're you sound semi-knowledgeable about <laughs> yeah, what's little, going on little stuff seeps through every now and then i'm a little bit so, are i you... tap the magnifying glass on twitter and that's how i get all my news <laughs> now do you watch fox news cnn oh yeah do i watch fox news that's like saying, do I shred your friend's kneecaps? <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, balance. I mean, I'm a little bit worried about how well-versed you are in politics and you're still making yeah, you the current decisions. Me, I don't want to come at you. You've you've come at me already. I have not fared well. Yeah, if you put your hands up, you'd be fine. All right. I wouldn't uh, be talking to you if you put your hands up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to dump you from Dude, the shop. how many songs have you heard where they go, put your hands up in the air, All right, and you I, refuse to? I got I to gotta say goodbye, buddy. All right. All right, goodbye. Long time listener. <laughs> Well, that's cool. He was a long-time listener. <laughs> that's really... Wait, he wait, came in hot as well. Now, was he about... If Man, if he, he was about to say that he was a fan of the show, maybe I should have given him a few more seconds. But <laughs> Yeah. You're like, I opened the entire floor to you. Uh, yeah, but... You know, Skankfest draws very interesting people, and that guy was... <laughs> well, no shit. He was like, you know, I found Skankfest <laughs> attendees to be... A real interesting cross-section of America. Very, very interesting crew. Yeah. Dude, they, there's what people... brings you to Skankfest? There's people getting tattoos in the basement oh, while other that. shows are going on. I was just like... <gasps> tattoos in wild, the basement. dude. That should be a band name. Tattoos in the basement. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll take a free tattoo. <laughs> Dreams Where in the attic. The basement? Yeah, okay. Yeah, all right, sure. Free? Absolutely. It has to say skank in some form or fashion. Well, they uh, they have the just their, their logo. Is that the only tats they're giving out? No, they were. There's a driver. Yeah, there oh. was like Ari Shafir ones. <laughs> Slim Pickens. Yeah, you're like. There's, I guess it's free. I guess I'll take the Ari Shafir. Yeah. Uh, from Manny H Comedy, Yo Fahim, do your parents still ask you about returning to Boeing in the LBC? Well, I like that they know the LBC is where I was at. Yeah. Because um, you used to be an engineer at yeah, Boeing. Yeah, I used to be an engineer at Boeing. Yeah, do, do you in ever... Long Beach. Like, you've been doing comedy for how long now? A long-ass time. Like, six, 16 years? Okay. So, 16 years, that's well over, you know, committing to a lifetime career <laughs> or something. Yeah, so do, it's beyond do a phase at Right, this beyond a phase. So, do your parents ever occasionally slip in stuff? Or are they to the point now where they're like, you have accolades, you've been in TV, you've been in movies, you have a special coming out? <laughs> I mean, I it would be so funny if my dad was saying these things. Like, I would shoot him in the head because I would know he's an alien if he was talking like that. Like, you know, you have so many accolades. <laughs> You've been in things. <laughs> Where's my real dad? <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is it over? <laughs> yeah. 
He's like, I was too nice. <laughs> I lavished too much praise. Reprogram for next visit. Yeah. Be more icy next time. No, he, uh, I think my mom kind of came around more so than my dad, uh, or earlier at least. Mm-hmm. I think my mom, I kind of sealed the deal with her when I took her to the premiere for Whiskey Tango Foxtrot. I was in that movie, so I took her to the premiere in New York, and she got to meet Tina Fey and Margot Robbie, and it was like a cool, nice little Hollywood summer camp type thing yeah. that she got to live out. So I think that that was really fun for her and maybe sealed sealed that. It's interesting what benchmarks affect different family members differently. Oh, like, yeah, You yeah. know what I mean? Like I see Certain that. things like, affect people... Like sometimes whenever we're like, really, that's the thing, dude. Even with other comics as well, because I remember I did I did late night with Seth, and that was a big thing for me. My first late night set, it was on NBC, and then I did Conan uh, after that sometime, and more people cared about Conan than Seth. Mm-hmm. And to me, I just feel like Cause a lot of people grew up with Conan. I did too as well. Yeah, but. I just feel like so many comedians are on Conan, and it was harder to get on Seth, and then Seth, like Seth is. Uh, NBC, yeah, and the less people do Seth, but way more people thought it was more important that I did Conan, even yep. though it's an easier thing. Yeah, and so that was kind of interesting to me. Like, oh wow, you you put a lot of weight into certain things. Yeah, and it's different for every person. I, uh, you know, Chris Fairbanks. Yeah. So he um, he just did a, a stand up on the spot like earlier in the year, and it was a great lineup with Joe Rogan and some of those guys, and he told me that. You know, Chris has been killing it for years out here doing different things. And he said that that show, more family members from back home in Montana hit him up because they saw him on the flyer with Joe Rogan than like a bunch of the TV stuff that he's done. And he's just like, yeah, man, that's weird. That's that's like How a, like they a see weird that flyer. The flyer from because they were tagged. I tagged him on Facebook, oh. so people saw him tagged, and they're like, "What? You're doing a show with Joe Rogan?" That that was yeah. bigger to them than his sure. TV and movie appearances. Even I did uh, Joey Diaz's podcast when I was promoting the special. Oh, dude, and he's such a nice guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you don't know how deep certain things go. I did it because he's a sweet guy, and he was nice enough to to let me do it and just ask me to do it and. And then I just thought it was another day, another podcast, and more friends from home and stuff hit me up about that than any late night that I've ever done. Yep. Or yep, it's just so interesting. You have yeah. yeah. Sometimes you don't know the lay of the land until after the fact. Yeah. But yeah, so my mom came around first. My dad, he hasn't hit me up uh, about. He's been a little quieter the past year or two, but before that, e- even a year or two prior to now, you'd be like, "All right, you can go." To back to school, I'll pay for your master's. Wow, or medical and school, I'll four, pay for everything. That's like fourteen years. In a comic. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's interesting. <laughs> it's funny, too, because my brother is a dentist, but the deal that my parents had was they pay for undergrad, and anything after undergrad, we would have to pay for ourselves. So my brother, dental school, took out loans and all that, but the four years were paid for by my parents. But my dad, you know, I think two or three years ago, he's like, if you go back to school, I'll, anything you want, whatever you want to study, I'll pay for everything, master's, and then if you want to go to medical school, I'll pay for all of it. And she's just sweet in the pot, but I'm—I mean, I'm not gonna do it. But that yeah. just shows you how desperate he is. Like, look, whatever, whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care. I'll, I'll pay. I'll pay for it. Anything but comedian. <laughs> My dad uh, is now the opposite, and he 
tries to pitch me jokes now. Hilarious. Let's hope I don't get there. He's like, he's like, he's like, I got another screen. I got a doozy for he's you. He's like, I got another screenplay idea for you. I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, let's yeah, talk yeah. about it whenever I'm back like, in I Kansas. A, a pizza came for you, Jeremiah. <laughs> and then underneath the pizza is his screenplay. <laughs> oh, that's weird. Huh? How'd that get in there? <laughs> anyway, it's really good. Uh, this is a great question from Twitter at night for some. Does he, does he realize how smoking hot he is? Whoa, this really? This is a real question. Does Fahim realize Jesus. how smoking hot he is? I don't... Yeah. This perplexes me, you know, because I don't think I am. Uh, my life experience does not lead me to... I think these people who believe this have weird taste. They have odd taste. But you get it occasionally, right? Okay, not often, but, uh, but you're a- occasionally. <laughs> and I don't get it, and it makes me mad. I don't know about mad or just... <laughs> Because my life experiences don't match up to this. Right, you're like, they don't. Huh? I think they like comedy, and maybe they they like there's certain things that maybe they like about it. But universally, I'm not like fucking Jake Gyllenhaal or something. And as proof, I was in Dublin, you know, and doing some comedy fest out there. And I was on the dating. I'm not on there much. I'm not really on them in LA or anything. But I I was I was I was like I was swiping pretty hard. <laughs> Like it was a job out in Dublin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero matches. We're talking Bumble. We're talking Tinder. Zero matches. So I'm using this photo where I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you're all crumpled up. <laughs> it's like the best photo I have. I'm eating a cake, you know. And it says, just, it says, "What's up, ladies?" It's just a gif of you, like yeah. And it says, "Raw dog," eighteen times. <laughs> right. it, yeah, for my, what do you like to do? <laughs> <laughs> raw dog, raw dog, raw dog, raw dog, raw dog. Yeah, no, it's a very normal profile, but I don't match with anybody. Um, yeah, it's nice. It's nice to hear, but hey, there you go. I'll night, believe it night when I some. see it. Yeah, hit him up in his DMs, night for some. <laughs> uh, at hideously normal. That's a real handle. What is the writing? What is your writing process like? And do you still have aspirations of being on SNL one day? If not, do you have any other dream projects? Ooh, that's that's a good question. So, what was the first part of it? The first oh, question writing is process? writing process, and then the second one is do you st- uh, SNL SNL aspirations or other dream projects? All right, um, writing process. It's evolved over the years. I've gotten to the point now. I kind of know. I don't sit down and and write. Hey, what's up? Um, they're gonna be like, what? What is? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. My wife just walked in. This like, this podcast has been super professional so far. My phone's gone off six times. My wife walks in. No, it just shows that this is real life. You know, we're not some studio phonies. Welcome to the in studio living room of <laughs> Jeremiah Watkins. <laughs> yeah. So then, yeah, it's evolved. I um. I don't. I used to sit down and write and try to manufacture stuff, but I really didn't need to. I've just gotten good at living life, recognizing an idea, and then jotting it down on my phone. I have Evernote on my phone, mm-hmm. which is an app that I have on my laptop and my phone. So anything you update on your phone, it updates to it on the laptop. If you update on the laptop, it, so it's just synced. Yeah. So I have all these notes for different ideas, like sketch ideas or a bit or an Instagram video. So I live life, recognize an idea, write enough words to capture the idea, and then I just kind of flesh it out as I go on stage around L.A. Mm-hmm. I have set lists on there and everything. So it's more about just learning how to capture the butterflies instead of trying to manufacture the butterflies. Are you a guy that listens back to sets a lot or no? I mean, I'm... I'm there was a or you're better where like taking notes kind of... Uh, I'll record my sets now. You know, it depends. Like if it's... 
if it's late night at the store and I, I want to work out some stuff, yeah, I'll definitely record because I'm I'm fine tuning and I'm, I'm I'm trying to work on things. If it's a show show and I kind of know what bits I'm gonna do, it's pretty much not gonna vary that much. Mm-hmm. So there's not a ton to be learned. But if I'm purposely trying to work on some stuff, yeah, I'll record my set. And if there's something like a bit that has some traction, I'll listen back to it to kind of hear the wording and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so that's the writing process, I guess. And then SNL, I that was the dream. You know, I'm, I want to do, a, I'm saving an Instagram post that kind of details my whole thing about how I feel about SNL and, and just like life. And because and, what happened was, I mean, I'll do a short version of it, I guess, of what, <laughs> this is a preview of the Instagram post that's coming later. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> because Zoom in. I wanted to do, yeah, because this is head writer for the Goat Face special, and I want to screen grab that and then post it. And then also, there was this thing where Neil Brennan got me an audition for SNL when they were in LA. So it was at iOS. And this is kind of when Goat Face was happening. So I was torn. I'm like, oh, fuck, like, I'm really excited about this Goat Face thing. But then SNL's the dream. This is the whole reason I'm doing stand-up and yeah. why I got into it. I can't not do the audition. So, you know, I practiced some, a month or whatever leading up to it, just getting together a set. And then I, I do it. I do the IO showcase and I'm happy with it. I think it really represents what I do as a comedian, just different angles. And I left it out there and that, that's what I do. And I'm content. I don't get it, you know, and, uh, and I'm okay with that. Like I'm at peace with it. Cause at least I have, I did what I want. You know, it's not, if, if you do a thing and you're like, oh, fuck, I didn't even do what I want to do. Then that sucks when you don't get a thing. But I, I did, I did what I wanted to do. And then I, I had the goat face thing go and I go, well, at least I get to do this. I'm, I'm head writer on it. My boys are writing on it as well. We're EPs. It's our thing. We get to do something that is is very new and fresh. There's never been a sketch show. I kind of liken it to In Living Color in that it's the first. Because uh, that was such a watershed moment. Like that many black performers sure. for a sketch show. Really monumental. And then Chappelle's show with the social commentary and all that. So I think it's really important that we're able to do this show. And it may not be... SNL and that's what got me into it and that was always the dream but this may be something that is more fruitful and more rewarding so you, you, ne- gotta you never, do it your way. I gotta do it my way and it's my thing and when you get on SNL sure it's great and no one can ever take that away from you and it's such an institution but you are uh, a cog in the machine you're going through you're there not a, you're not more important than SNL and also there's bureaucracy there's your first couple of years you may not get a sketch on because there's a hierarchy and there's a political nature to it whereas when it's your own sh- my sketches are getting on the goat face show yeah you know and that's a great there's got to be an amazing there's, feeling yeah you have a lot of power you have a lot of, and some of the best sketch shows in the the last couple of years have been shows with singular voices and visions less cooks in the kitchen there's so many people involved to make a show like snl and that's its own art to be able to appeal to that many people but some of the best sketch shows in the past couple of years, like Key and Peel, or like you know Inside Amy, or um, like Kroll Show, or Chappelle Show, those are very few people working on something, and you could really see the voice and the vision. There's yeah, yeah. There's definite angles. It's it's not like for everybody trying to. There's funny in specificity as well. So I think the whole gist of it was just just because you got into a thing because of a certain thing. If you don't get that, I mean, I should have better words. If you don't get that thing, it's not a loss because 
you could be doing something just as or more rewarding. It's fuel. That, that, that's it's just fuel. what got you in the game. Yeah, it's, it's just the fuel to get you to the, the next yes. stop yeah. and the next destination. Yeah, it got you on the road. Yeah. Blast. So look out for that post, guys. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be way more concise. <laughs> Last question. My buddy Jared from Kansas City always writes in weird questions of the show. I've never said one of his on the show. I'm going to do it today. Is from at Yay Pete's on Twitter. Do you ever wish you had an Audi belly button? Whoa. They know I'm an innie? That's a lot. That's a crack research team. <laughs> I want to know what video out there. I don't know, man. I probably have a few where you could tell I'm an innie. I don't know. Let me double check. Yeah, you're right. Still there. Still an innie. Still any. Unless I see a hot jack. Whoa, this guy just turned to an Audi. Yeah. <laughs> Do I ever wish I was an Audi? Yeah, that's the question. I don't think. Does anybody? I don't think so. What I don't are, think that's what a are coveted. The, what are I don't the think, benefits? Yeah, what's the benefit of being an Audi? I guess maintenance. So you not just, a lot of lint, right? Yeah, you're lint proof. You're just more of like if you if you attained washboard abs, they could just keep going. Yeah, there's like, not going to be like it's an almost, insert. It's almost like a Rolls Royce thing. On it's another ab. <laughs> yeah, it's a tiny ab. <laughs> the tiniest ab. Hmm. Are we coming up with bits here? <laughs> you see me tonight at the store. And I'm yeah. Like, it's like another app. Everyone's like, <laughs> and I'm just from the back. I'm like, that's <laughs> crumpling something. <laughs> well, this brings us to our final segment Sax Talk. Oh, yeah. Oh, Sax Talk. Oh, yeah. It's that Sax Talk time with Fahim Anwar. He's going to share a story of. Possibly something sexual, possibly not, during this sexual encounter of sax talk. And I'm going to play some sweet, sweet saxophone underneath. Fahim, take it away and I will follow. All right. This isn't very lascivious. This is kind of innocent. It's just a funny anecdote, I guess. Oh, I get to go? I don't know how many years ago this is. Maybe this is four years ago. Maybe five. It'd be funny if I just debate how long ago this was for the entirety of Sag Talk. Maybe it was five and a half. If only there was a way to know. Facebook memories. That's a good anchor point. Jay Davis is a comedian out here in Hollywood. He also puts on some of the hottest shows. Some of the hottest women come out to these too. Every comedian knows about this one show. At the parlor. It's not really going on anymore. But back in the day, you best believe, if you were a Monday night person, that's where you'd be. A, a real who's who of Instagram Hollywood. Yeah, so I was on the show. <laughs> and I did stand up on it. And I crushed. Crushed harder than a can crusher. Oh boy, so met these girls afterwards. They were like, good set. So funny. 
I was like, thanks. What else is fucking new? You have ears? So yeah, things went well. I got the number of one of them, right? And then I had another show the next day, so I figured. She said, let me know next show. This is that. Fired off the text. So, <laughs> sometimes I'm trying to play jazz. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a good jazz player. So, I invited her to this show. It's the very next day she comes to the show because she thinks it's like a Jay Davis, another type of Jay Davis show. Where you go there to be seen and it's it's more about the audience than it is the comedian where you like dress up nice. So she comes like she's dressed like she's going to a nightclub. But it's this shitty bar show and there's maybe three or five people at this show. And it's a complete departure from what she saw the night before. She thought she was going to get that, but it's this completely other thing. So it's just super sad. She gets to she got to see me in the Jay Davis light, and then she got to see me at this bar show in front of like three or four people, which is, this will make you sober up very quickly. And yeah, so I never heard from her. Never heard from her again. She... She didn't remember the Jay Davis show. She just remembered the bar show with three people. I never saw her again. Wow, some fake dating in L.A. from <laughs> Fahim Anwar. Well, it's not like that would ever last where you go, I met my wife at a Jay Davis show <laughs> after a show where you go there to be seen. Well... Yeah, so it's interesting. Sometimes uh, I'll I'll do you know I think we all do these shows around Los Angeles where you are doing material and then it only starts doing so well because you're not riffing and talking about that crowd. Oh yeah, there's definitely it crowds. Literally, you're like, please address us. It's like it, it's this huge fall off. You you'll start doing well and then like. They realize like slowly, like, oh, it's not about us anymore. And they start slowly tuning out. And then you're like, you start riffing and talking. And then you just start killing again. You're like, what? Yeah. So weird. I, I feel like that's more of an L.A. thing. I think that and then, all, I mean, that that parlor show was definitely that as well. When it's so well lit. Yeah. And there's all these gorgeous people in the audience. Of course they want it to be about them. You know, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, I every, dressed, every I other, dressed up for this. Every other waking moment of their life is about them, anyways. So why should this hour block be any different? You know? Yeah. I always think that's so. That's the thing about LA, is that the, you can't even give up. Most of the time, it's not like this, but there is there is those shows where they can't even go two hours without having attention. Yep. And you fucking came here to be an audience member. They're but used, I guess you didn't have it in here. They're used you to had being it in here, but not here. They're used to being liked on social media all day. Yeah, like, so they're this not. This is the used, longest I've gone with no likes. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> like that's the. Yeah, yeah. Please they, talk uh, to me. It's just thirty minutes have gone by with no likes <laughs> and just yeah, no addressing of their life, and they go. Yeah, yeah, that's what I said. Well, what? No, you're like, thing. what? Yeah, yeah. And then you have to make it fun so that you're not a dick. There's a, yeah, there's this line you have to walk this as a comedian. Is the weirdest line. 
what oh that you have to oh, walk just walking that line of like not coming off as a dick whenever you deal with to defend yourself but not turn the audience where they're like whoa yeah. too far comic yeah well dude uh loved having you on the show today man thanks for um, having me do you want anything to uh plug outside of the uh the goat face special that will be dropping on comedy central this fall yeah i wish i had a date for you for that but yeah please check that out the goat face one hour sketch comedy special and then my special which is on CISO, no more you can find on Amazon or iTunes or just I tell people go to my Twitter at Fahim Anwar and then I have the playlist of all the entire special is right there pinned at the top. So check that out. Um yeah, Instagram at Fahim Anwar. I think that's about it. Yeah. Heck yeah, buddy. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I'm sure I'll see you at the store. Are you there tonight? Yeah. Uh on at twelve forty five. Nice. Yeah. I think I'm eleven thirty or eleven forty five. I'll Heck see you yeah. there. See you there, buddy. Yeah. <laughs>